Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. It seems that over the last few weeks, our discussions have frequently taken us into the courtroom, or at least the courtroom process. As this is a series focusing on legal topics, perhaps that's not too unusual, but over the years we've, we've learned how few cases actually really reach trial. So perhaps uh, we don't focus on court actions as much as you might think we would. So good afternoon, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell, and uh, back again for another conversation. And today we're going to take a look at the legal process involving your accountant. Uh, joining me for the discussion will be Attorney Jennifer Burt of Lavelle Law Limited. And the gist of the conversation is information and material that may be privileged and protected from legal proceedings. It's an unexplored topic here on Chicago's Legal Latte, so I'm anxious to get to it. I'll begin by reintroducing Jennifer and uh, welcoming, welcoming her back to our podcast. Great to have you with us. Jennifer, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you so much, Jim. So um, inter- interesting topic, and uh, one I'm, I'm sure you're going to be able to share a lot of information for us on. Let's, let's kind of start at the beginning, kind of set the stage. Uh, give us, if you would, uh, just a definition, legal definition, of what accountant's privilege really is. There's a account, an Illinois Public Accounting Act, and it essentially states that a licensed or registered certified public accountant shall not be required to divulge any information or evidence which he has uh, received in his confidential capacity as a licensed or registered certified public accountant. Okay, so uh, you know, I'll admit you, you, you shared that uh, description from the. Um, Illinois Public Accounting Act, and my first reaction when I read it, when I heard it, you you say it again here now, is that it sounded pretty comprehensive and that a lot of what I provide to an accountant for my personal accounts or my business would be covered. Um, The courts don't really see it the same way, do they? No. At first glance, I believe if uh, anyone was reading this section, they would think that they would not have to, as an accountant, provide any information to the court in response to a subpoena or some other lawful documentation. But the truth is is that the Illinois Supreme Court actually focused its attention in a case on the statutory language and what does the term confidential mean. And the court stated that a tax client who provides information to his accountant with the understanding that that information would be provided to some third party, i.e., the state or other parties or federal or other taxing authorities, that information would not be considered confidential simply because it will be disclosed to a third party. So by its very nature, it couldn't be confidential. So it's understood, uh, uh, pursuant to the Illinois Supreme Court uh, case that's on point, that confidentiality is not to attach to any information that is given to an accountant to prepare a client's tax returns or the accountant's work papers, the information he may write down in relation to preparing the returns. So as that information and papers can't be considered as obtained by the accountant in his confidential capacity, 
they're outside of the scope of the accountant's privilege, and the accountant does have to provide that information in response to a lawful subpoena or other lawful documentation requesting that document. And, and I'd like to just focus on one thing you said there, and, I, and again, I don't want to get deeply into a, an accountant or an accounting conversation that, that, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot for things that aren't part of your normal routine, but you mentioned accountants' work papers. Um, and I was just wondering if, if you would be able to share any examples of, you know, what may or may not fall into these categories. You know, you, you mentioned an accountant doing tax returns, so there would be, you know, probably revenue and, and billing and things of that sort, but... Um, when you talk about the work papers, is it sources of revenue and, and where revenue came from and how it was handled, or, or do we really have a grasp on, on what might be included there? I, think, I believe what the court is referring to is any information that may be written down by the accountant in relation to the tax return. So I'm thinking that that could range from the conversation that you have with your accountant where he writes down notes at the beginning of you know, when, before you're filing your tax returns. I think that information might also be uh, uh, allowed to uh, be – that the accountant would have to provide in response to a subpoena. But, you know, the, the court case that I actually read didn't state what work papers technically was. That doesn't okay. mean that there's not a, a definition out there and I just don't know about it. But that would be my guess, but I can't Very. say for certain. Yeah, very interesting. A lot of uh, details here. I'm sure that we could dig into. Now, let's let's go back because because we had talked about um, you know what is not protected, and, and it was under that definition that you shared. What would be considered confidential then, then, in terms of what you might share with your accountant? So, anything that would be considered confidential that you've given to your accountant would be information that was in fact confidential i.e. not provided to any third party. So, for example, maybe you're being audited. This is what the court case said exactly, uh, that if you're being audited, that that information would not be required to be divulged in response to a subpoena. Okay. Yeah, interesting. A very very different process there in terms of uh, an audit, audit process. Um, if you're just joining us, I'm talking with Attorney Jennifer Burke today. Jennifer is an associate at Lavelle Law, and we're talking about accountant privilege in the Illinois Public Accounting Act. In addition to taking time to visit with me on the podcast here from time to time, Jennifer is also the author of periodic articles on various topics. One of her more recent works is currently available under the Resources tab at LavelleLaw.com. Uh, you'll find articles and podcasts there, and uh, one recent posting from uh, just a couple weeks ago is up there. The site also features uh, really all the past articles that have been written by uh, the attorneys at the firm, as well as all of our podcasts, and that's literally hundreds of discussions that we've had in the past. You can also find those at Blog Talk Radio, and if you're an iTunes user, you can download them there. So a lot of information. We encourage you to take a look there. Um, so let's let's focus a little bit here on on you know the the process of um, uh, the accountant privilege um, because it it has a very clear I think you've explained uh, definition here um, now if if someone feels that um, they you know they are being asked for information or that they're worried about it um, is it can the client invoke the privilege and say, no, no, to their account, don't release that, you know, I, I share that with you in confidence? Are, are they the ones who can sort of try and uh, um, manage the situation, or is the accountant responsible? 
<clears throat> the accountant is the only person who can invoke the accountant's privilege. And the reasoning back behind this is that you don't want, the courts don't want you to use a privilege to be able to mask and hide behind the privilege. So only an accountant would be able to invoke the privilege, not a, a person who's being asked about his financial information. He can't then call his accountant and say, don't produce any of that information. It's not supposed to be used like that. It's supposed to be used in response uh, to, to a valid privilege where you're saying this information is confidential, it's maybe being the subject of an audit, so that information won't be, able to, won't, won't be required to be produced, but not just because you as a person don't want somebody to see your tax returns. Sure. Now, conversely, on the opposite side of that, is, is the accountant bound by the act then? I mean, must, must they protect what is protected, or could they choose to potentially waive that privilege and, and share information if, if they felt it was appropriate to do so? You know, and what, what I would always suggest to an accountant if they're in this situation is to immediately contact counsel um, and to have that counsel research that specific issue. Um, if I, I, I venture to say that if information was provided that was supposed to be confidential, that client might have a claim against the accountant. And the truth is, Jim, is that anybody can be sued. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you know you don't want to be in a lawsuit no matter what. So, <laughs> so if uh, you know, even if at the end of the day you didn't do the the thing, you can still be sued. So, sure, uh, it, it's always a good idea to go and seek counsel and and work through it and have your counsel or you work directly with the attorney on the opposing side to try to come to uh, a resolution as to what should be produced and. Worst case scenario, you do you you act on a good faith basis. You'd say as an accountant, I don't think this information should be uh, provided. I know that this tax document should be provided, but I'm not going to produce this information if you file a motion in court and ask the court to say that I have to produce it. Then I'll produce it. That's a perfectly acceptable way to go about it. But you want to be acting in good faith and working with the opposing side. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad you mentioned it because, you know, in, in terms of uh, relying on counsel, uh, and it's a question, uh, a couple of questions here I wanted to get to. And the first would be, you know, if, if someone feels that they have sensitive records or they're in a business that, you know, some businesses are just more prone to, to litigation. You just mentioned yourself, and you can get sued for just about anything. And you probably know certain um, certain activities, business types may be more prone to that. Is it good idea, would you say, for any any business or an individual to have a discussion like this before their accountant or with their accountant before they share any information, just to make sure they're both on the same page before you start the relationship or start sharing information? Yeah, I think that that wouldn't be a bad idea, although I venture to think maybe the accountant might not know exactly what, what mm-hmm. he should or shouldn't be doing until a situation arises, but maybe they are more knowledgeable than that. I've dealt with quite a few accountants, and um, it seems to be pretty split. Well, and that, that's again, that, that was actually going to be my follow-up there for you because uh, we've heard on these podcasts a number of times before as we, we've talked about uh, tax law in particular and taxes that accountants – um, you know, CPAs are very talented, many great ones in this particular area, um, but they don't always know um, the law and what, what, uh, how the law is interpreted. So they may know what they need to do, how to go about the process, but as you suggested, 
uh, as an accountant, it would also also be you know be in their best interest to spend some time with an attorney if they have any questions about what they're getting involved in or what sort of requests are coming to them for information, not to try and go it alone. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't want to produce information that shouldn't be produced, and you don't want to not produce information that should be produced. So you know if if you're if you're an accountant, I'm I'm you know your specialty is being an accountant. Uh, just like when I'm trying to file my taxes, I'm not trying to do those on my own. <laughs> that would probably be a mess. So I almost feel that it's it's best to just contact somebody and get some information. And I know a lot of people don't want to ring up their uh, any type of legal bill, but maybe you can just get a a general uh, uh, recitation of the law from a lawyer and follow it in good faith there on out. But it is tough to go into court without an attorney without an attorney with you. Great. Well, listen, we've just got a little bit of time left here, and what I like to do sometimes is just kind of go back and, and do a quick recap. So, Jennifer, maybe just tell us the, you know, the one or two most salient points here, what we need to know about the, uh, about the act and how it impacts uh, the relationship between a client and an accountant, what we should take away from today's conversation. Anything that you provide to your client is gen- or to your accountant is generally going to be able to uh, uh, be produced in response to a subpoena. Uh, so limit the information that you want to provide to your to your accountant uh, because some of that information can be can be produced. Um, alternatively or conversely, if the information is being uh, provided pursuant to an audit, you're probably safe. Okay. Well, uh, many thanks to Jennifer Burke for for being with us today. It's always informative when we get to dive into some of these uh, topics, especially new ones. I appreciate her taking the time to, to share this information and, and break it down for us so it's uh, something we can kind of all understand and, and get a good view of here. Thanks to all of you who listen as well. We're always open to your feedback, comments, and suggestions for future topics. Uh, share those thoughts with us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Uh, look forward to hearing from you and certainly look forward to having you join us for our next session next week. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 